As we get you set for three hours of pregame talk, kickoff just after just over four hours away. 2023 campaign about to get going. Toby Rowland with you. I'm at Balfour alongside the Butkus and Bednarik Award winner, Teddy Lehman. We will be in your Sooner Radio booth a little bit later on today. Down on the sidelines will be the best sideline reporter in America, Chris Plank. And he is over at Boyd Street Ventures set today. Chris, good morning. Good morning, Toby. Good morning, Ted. I uh, hope you all are well rested, fired up. I uh, The motivational text got me going. We got our weather report taken care of, which was a, a big deal because Dr. Kevin Clazel is on board this year, Teddy. We've got a doctor doing our weather report. So uh, game on. This is cool. They got great events going on here at Boyd Street Ventures, like I know they do at Balfour and on Campus Corner. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if you guys uh, if you guys have seen some of the paintings that – uh, Larry Carter's done, but they're going to have uh, him painting a picture of T.R.A. Jennings as the day progresses here, and a lot of cool stuff going on here at Boyd Street, uh, Boyd Street Ventures, J.P., James Spann, and, of course, Isabella. So uh, it's a fun start to the day, guys. I can't wait. Teddy is uh, the ultimate pro, ladies and gentlemen. He uh, said yesterday he's going to walk in just as the Open starts to play. <laughs> and, dadgum, if you didn't walk in just as the Open started to play. How do you time play. that out? Well, here's how you do it. There's a science to it. You start out way later than you expected to. <laughs> you haul ass in and out, weaving between cars oh, hey, through the traffic. Hey, hey, hey. You raise a huge scene on Lindsay Street whenever you're trying to get into the parking garage for people that don't know where to go down there where they barricade everything. I know what you're And then you about. sprint halfway from the parking garage to Balfour. That's how you do it. Amazing. Science. Science, Toby. Science. I did get video of you running across campus. Jeez. Uh, I'm still out of breath. You're Fortunately, you're in remarkable shape, so you've uh, pulled it together nicely. <laughs> I'm recovering so. okay. Well done. You made it on time. Uh, how are we feeling, fellas? Game day? You first. ready? I'll go first. I'll let Ted catch his breath a little bit. Uh, I'm, I, I said this on uh, Monday's show, and I feel like I said it every day after. All I've wanted to talk about is this team in this game. And I know Arkansas State is not you – know, it's not like you're opening up with LSU or Florida State or you know Penn State. This is a team that you should handle. But I think that's good for this squad. And all the storylines, Toby, uh, all, the, the washing the taste out of your mouth of six and seven – the topping off from the portal. What's the uh, – I, I don't have my note right here in front of me, but what is it, 60, 62 of 93 scholarship players in their first or second season at OU? And of that, there's a lot of experience now with guys like Bothroyd that's coming in and uh, Angel Anthony. So I'm – I just – there is this sense of anticipation that I don't even know if I have the words to describe it because it's just you're so I am so bought in on what Brent Venables is going to do and what his message is that I can't wait to see how this team, how this squad, how this overall just program has improved from year one to year two. So I, again, I I don't really know how else to quantify it except to say I want to see what this looks like, and I'm excited to see how how it all comes together. Yeah, I feel like we're in a pretty good spot. You know, there's a lot of unknown. For sure, with this roster, there's a lot of – I think there's still a lot of spots legitimately up for grab and, and not – maybe maybe you don't have a, a true number one in those spots for quite some time, but, you know, there's a lot of lot of things to be excited about. There's a lot of things to be optimistic about. But 
you know, I, I totally understand. I, I can't let, I'm not letting myself get too, uh, too excited about what I've seen out there because you just don't know. You're right? tempering we, your expectations. We've learned that lesson, and um, but I, I think one of the big things that I'm I'm most excited about with this team is, and I don't expect it to be 100% firing on all cylinders right out of the gate. That's just not how the sport typically works. But I think we have a chance to be much better on both lines of scrimmage than we were a year ago. Mm-hmm. And that's where the sport starts. And, and we get enamored, and we and rightfully so, with a lot of the skill position work we see on offense and who's got the best receivers. And and defensively, you know, there's there's a lot of guys that get a lot of headlines and attention. and But it, it's the sport typically comes down to who controls the line of scrimmage. And I think we have a – really good chance to be able to do that on both sides of the ball this year and to me that's what's most exciting this is the windy chevy pregame show windy chevy where you get the hometown experience visit them in purcell uh windy chevy purcell.com you get free delivery anywhere in oklahoma 405-253-2700 teddy and i are at balfour come on by and see us we got some uh, ref koozies here i think plank you've got t-shirts over there or you will soon if you don't already right we will. In fact, uh, one Harry James Taylor has already checked in. We're mm. going to have the – oh, and look, there's Drake Dykin. We're going to have the pink shirts available for purchase. So uh, I think that's going to start in about uh, an hour from now. So basically right when we <gasps> – Toby Rowland, hold yes. on a minute. Okay. Something just happened that hasn't happened. In how many years have we been doing this together? This is 13. Finally, 13 years later, I have an all-access pass. Whoa. 13 years later, I have an all-access pass. Let's go. Where have you not been able to go in the past? I'm listening. There's nowhere there. (laughs) It's just just I haven't had that really cool-looking AA on my oh, okay. on my badge for all access. Now, um, congratulations! But, what a start to the year, Chris. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know, man. It it started with one of our chickens going missing last night, so we were down. Oh. But then everything's looking up right now because of the all access pass, and I get to hang out with with James and, and JP and the crew here at Boyd Street Ventures. And yes, you are a hundred percent right, Toby. We've got the pink T shirts that we're gonna be um, that we're gonna be selling uh, here today. So if you weren't able to find any pink gear. Uh, this is really cool how fan-led and fan-inspired this has been. Uh, just about everyone I saw on social media last night has got to go find my pink shirt. So if you weren't able to find one, we'll have them here today. Uh, and they're going to have their party over here on Campus Corner. It's going to be fun. Uh, have a beverage, kind of learn about how James and his crew are bringing Oklahoma innovation to the world. But, yeah, pink T-shirts coming up in our two of our Wendy Chevy pregame show. Do we have a coyote or – did you find the chicken? We don't, no, this is Teddy. I this might uh, this might be a this might be a sad situation. We've uh, become dead. free range, free range, <laughs> and so so when it didn't return to the coop yesterday afternoon, I went looking right before uh, I went to bed last night, and when I couldn't find it anywhere, it was like R.I.P. Uh, I believe this was Jolene who is oh, missing no, our little white chicken. But Teddy, yeah, we didn't find any feathers anywhere. It's yeah, gone. you will. You will. That's all you're going to find. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
Jolene's not just going to venture out on her His own. His kids are listening right now, Ted. Nah, Take they're it not easy, man. You kidding me? They're oh, not. You want to yeah. delay the inevitable? I mean, <laughs> come I, on. Can, how do I get someone to kill that stupid rooster that keeps crowing all hours of the night? That's what I need to get rid of. All right, that's what know. needs to go. Boss Hog needs to go. But yeah, uh, sad morning, Toby. And by the way, I did want to mention. Speaking of uh, of sad mornings, uh, Jimmy Buffett passed away last night. Mm. Uh, at least they announced it. And for some reason, every time I think about every time I think about Jimmy Buffett, I think about Greg Blackwood. He was a he was a big parrot um, head. So R.I.P. Jimmy Buffett, and makes me think of our buddy Greg Blackwood, whom we miss like crazy. Uh, We always pay homage to him to start the 2023 season. You a parrot head, Ted? Um, no, but I enjoy some songs. Yeah, enjoy some songs. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah, I didn't know that. Unfortunate. Yeah, happened overnight. Um, well, I you didn't circle. do a radio show from 1 to 3 a.m., Ted, so that's why you guys oh, aren't dude. up to date with what's going on. Come on, <laughs> You're now, a machine. Guys. You're incredible. <laughs> I want to circle back to one thing you said, Ted, about hopes of being better on both lines of scrimmage. I 100% fully expect that to be the case without a doubt on defense. I think that... You look at the depth and the talent across the defensive line, and I would be shocked if they aren't significantly better mm-hmm. on the defensive front this year. I'm in a little bit of a wait and see with the O line. I, you feel 100 percent confident they're going to be better on the offensive. Not that they were bad last year, but they did lose some NFL guys up there. So, well, here here's one of the things that I factor in. Last year's offensive line, I don't know that really hit their stride until really late in the year. Yeah. And uh, you had Wanya Morris, what, he missed the first four games, three games, at least three. Um, So you didn't have that continuity. had guys playing in different spots. I think Rame missed a lot of, uh, I mean, missed some training camp. There just wasn't a whole lot of continuity. Mm -hmm. And then by the end of the year, you know, you look up and Anton Harrison's playing really good football. Wanya Morris was playing good football at times. He was kind of spotty. And the interior, I thought, was assignment sound, but weren't really moving anybody. Hmm. I think that you, you have a – I think you will start off much better, start off from a very higher spot with this offensive line group. I think they're going to be tougher on the interior. Rame is, it seems, as healthy as he's been in a while. Had the best training camp that he's had at Oklahoma. You got Savion Bird, who, he's the guy that's going to, he's going to be the wild card of this group, the loose cannon of this group, but in a good way. He'll lead the O-line in penalties. Yes, and he's going to be, he's going to be moving guys off the ball. So I think you're going to be way more aggressive on the interior. And on the outside, Tyler Guyton has a chance. In, I think it's going to take a while for him to really hit his stride, but he's got a chance to be one of the best tackles we've had through here, and that is saying a whole lot. Um, Walter Rouse has a ton of experience, and I think Savion Bird being sandwiched in between him and Rame is a, like the perfect spot for him. It just has a good feeling about it, and obviously they're going to have to earn that, and like I said, it's not going to start there, but the ceiling is incredibly high. 
I think the ceiling is higher than last year, and I think we're starting off at a much better place than last year. So whenever you look at all those things together, it's not a guarantee, but you know, there's, I'd say, a high probability. What do you think, Chris? O-line. You know, it's, it's interesting because a lot of that uh, O-line information I take from listening to, to Ted and Gabe kind of give us some perspective on the, the trench battle, right, whenever they, they get to see scrimmages. And I feel like, Ted, for a while there, it's been, hey, the defensive line is, has really had that upper edge. And it, it sounded like there had been some concern about depth on the interior. But through these, through these five, right, uh, Rouse, Bird, Rame, to feel how you want about how McKay Matora played last year. He's had an incredible offseason and incredible camp and incredible lead-up to the season. And obviously Guyton, who has only started five games. I mean, some people act like he's already played, you know, 12 to 60. He's only played, started five games. Played more, but started five. I think that, I mean, I feel like confidence is pretty high in that five. And any losses to in practice are more of a tip of the cap to what the Sooners have on the defensive line. Uh, Bill Beanbow, we had him on Coach's Corner this week. I'm not going to say Bill was happy. <laughs> you know, it's not like he's sitting there smiling and, and joking around. But he seemed pretty comfortable. And I think the term that they've used quite a bit is they feel like they're in a much better place at this point last year than they were at, at this point or at this point this year than they were at just about any point last year. And they're still getting healthy, right? Jacob Sexton's still working his way back. I think he's going to factor into that mix. So, uh, yeah, I, I – I, I'm like you, Toby. There's concerns, but with hearing Teddy talk about it, with seeing what we saw, I, I feel pretty optimistic in talking to Coach Beanbow on Monday as well. Yeah, I don't know that I have concerns. They did lead the Big 12 in rushing last year. Correct. They, they ran yeah. the ball well. So of the two, I'm just saying I got I got un, unbelievable confidence that the defensive line is going to be mass, vast, vastly improved this year. The offensive line, I'm just a little more let's wait and see. But um, – I mean, you're right. Whatever uh, Gabe says, especially about the O-line, uh, is what I go by. So looking forward to seeing them, in, uh, seeing them in action. Walter Rouse is an impressive guy in person. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he is svelter than I thought he would be. We look really good at tackle. Yeah, bo- mm. like body yeah. type at yeah. tackle He's is. He's like 6'3", 30-ish. And so is Guyton. Guyton six seven. And he didn't look fat. No, Guyton looks like he weighs two eighty five. He looks where almost too thin. Yeah. And Rouse just looks really well put together. Mm-hmm. Savion Bird is scary. And <laughs> he's, he's, he's a loose cannon now. In like I said, in a really good way. No, uh, what he did in the Cheez It Bowl last year is very encouraging. And he'll be the guy that that drives an opponent into the bench yep. and gets a penalty for it two or three times this year, and that's great. That's the nasty that we used to see around here on the offensive line. And you would think uh, Raymond Mataier just uh, another year should be better. So I think they have every possibility of being better than uh, the O-line that helped them lead the conference in rushing and, last year. And some depth. And Caden Green? Uh, yeah. I, the, the further into the season we get, the better depth I think we're going to have. Caden Green's going to come along. Sexton's going to come along. You got Caleb Schaefer that is going to give you um, something on the interior. You know, those those two guards are somewhat interchangeable. So, you know, you don't love our depth right now, but it's got a chance to become pretty solid. And Parks is obviously kind of a utility tackle that can play all those spots. 
Balfour is your tailgating headquarters with everything you need to celebrate an OU game. They've got paper plates, napkins, barbecue tools, grill covers, serving trays, and more. Come check them out right here at Balfour. It's been our game day home away from home for over two decades now. We'll take a break. The KREF pregame show for the season opener is underway. We'll be back right up to this. It is the Windy Chevy pregame show. When you get or where you get the hometown experience, visit them in Purcell. Gunny, I knew it. What's up, dude? How are you, man? Come here. Come here. There you go. We're at Boy Street Ventures. Uh, we're going to be here until 8. Then Tyler McComas is coming over from 8 to 10. Uh, we've already had people coming by. They're going to be selling the pink T-shirts here, the Ref Army pink T-shirts. A uh, portion of the proceeds go towards uh, breast cancer awareness for you know, support of Julie uh, Venables. Uh, Toby and Teddy, you guys are over at Balfour. Toby, I want to trigger you, though, real quick. All right. Are you, are you ready? Yeah. Do you see who's jumped in the game of putting out a scene setter? Ooh. Arkansas State? The Georgia Bulldogs. Oh. How is it? With a read. Oh, I ain't listening to that. No. There's only one scene setter that I listen to, and it's Toby Rollins. Um, and you want to get it? Learfield retweeted it. Come on, Ooh, guys. Wow, that's low blow. I think that has become, um, like, I think Learfield is, is. Demanding it from everyone. I don't now? know if demanding it, but they're kind of like. <laughs> In the past few years, they've taken what we do and they've kind of sent it out and suggested mm. to other people, hey, man, this might be mm. kind of good. So that's fine. Mm. Imitation, Toby. Yeah, no, mm. I'm, I'm Imitation. Fine. Arkansas State put one out last night, I saw. Did so. they now? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I don't like this very much. I don't like this. I, I, I don't like it. I don't think it's, uh, to me, it is absolute uh, copycatting. Do hey, your own thing. Listen, everybody in the country has a football team, too. That's fair. The goal is just to be the best one, right? So I that's, will, the, that's what we I love you, be. Toby. You know, I love I, you too, Ted. Thank I'm you. not <laughs> entirely sure you're the first person to ever set the scene for a football game. Yeah, that's right. I don't know about I'll that. I'll be the best. No. <laughs> but the first, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Sure <laughs> Inaccurate. You, you may have stole that idea yourself from somebody. What? Hold on. Probably. Is that true? Probably uh I think Rinaldi or one of those people probably did something uh, nice in the past. Yeah. And he said, hey, All right. Okay. Yeah. All right, fair. Hey, uh, Teddy, I wanted to ask you about uh, what you asked Brent Venables about on the coaches show Monday night, and that is the backers. Because, you know, last year it was Danny Stutzman, uh, what, Aguebu, and then, you know, you kind of hope that you could have another guy that would step in there. What was wild to me is when you look at that depth chart, there's a lot of dudes there. And Coach mentioned all of them, right? It wasn't just, hey, this guy's developing. It's, hey, we hope to get more snaps because Kobe McKenzie needs him and Kip Lewis has looked good and uh, Lewis Carter is out there. And that was a, batter, a battle between, what, Connor Neer and uh, Jaron Kanick. I mean, that, it seems as if that competitive depth is flexing there at the, at the receiver position, excuse me, at the uh, backer position quite a bit. Yeah, I, I think so. Were you not happy with the answer that Coach Venables gave? I just like hearing that question. No, no, no. Not at all. I was curious to get your perspective on it. Well, I I like where we are at Backer. I do. (laughs) I think um, we are – geez, we're really athletic at the position. Um, You look at who's going to get the start today, Kanick and Stutzman. Stutzman, 6'4", 240-ish pounds. 
runs well, strong, physical player. Um, Canick obviously is, you know, when you look at the numbers, the measurables, he's he's a prototype type guy. You just don't see a whole lot of players with his his athleticism. Um, and then behind those guys, we've got a lot of speed. We've got a lot of explosiveness. You know, I I really like where we are. We're young, but that's mm-hmm. not that's not always necessarily a bad thing. You know, that's, right? Exactly. I think that we're we're growing into those roles. Uh, several guys now in their second year in in this defense. I think the like the overall base of knowledge in the in the room is in a much better place than it was a year ago. Even though I don't know, maybe you're younger there. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure how that measures out. But we're young. We're athletic. Um, you know, I think we'll probably see a lot of Kip Lewis today at the Will Backer spot. If you know, as long as everything goes well, probably see him in the second half. People are going to love him. He can fly and he'll strike people. He'll make plays all over. He's he may be the best instinctual player that we have at the backer spot. He's you know, whenever he puts on some weight, he's going to be. I mean, he's already really good, but uh, he'll he'll become more physical and. You got some young guys like Lewis Carter out there. Pachati may see some time at, at the Mike backer spot. I'm I'm excited about it. I think we're in a really good spot, you know. And I think Stutzman's going to lead the charge. Obviously, he's the he's going into his g- junior year, and it feels like he's a six year senior, right? <laughs> yeah, because he's he, he's he's kind of carried the torch for that group, you know. And it's I think maybe been at a bit of a I don't I don't want to say detriment, but you're typically not forced into that role at that young of an age. As a true sophomore coming in and being your first time starting last year, he's it's like, okay, you're the guy. Why don't you take this whole defense? It's like, hang on a second. It's my first game starting. So um, he was put in a difficult spot, and I thought he responded really well. This year should be you know, much better from a leadership standpoint and, like I said, the base of knowledge standpoint. And you know that, that group seems – Really dedicated. Think they've done a really good job. Watching them practice is a lot of fun. It's not going to be perfect here starting off, which is fine. But you know, I expect good things from them. Canick is to a to a degree. I expect kind of the same type of year we saw from Stutzman last year, where there's going to be some peaks and valleys. But if you turn on the film and watch game ten, eleven, and twelve compared to one, two, and three, you're going to see a a massive improvement. That's what I expect from him. Um, you know, he's starting from a little bit different place than Stutzman. Stutzman was, you know, a really good high school linebacker that played a, you know, I think he started for three or four years maybe at backer. Uh, Canick didn't. He, you know, play, he was an offensive guy, and I think he played some safety, which, you know, isn't necessarily a bad thing. You don't learn a bunch of bad habits that you've got to relearn in college, but I think his base is he's starting from a little bit different place. But I think by the end of the year, there's a chance he could be really, really good. Tell me whether this is important or not, Ted, because I'll tell you what I like about Stutzman and Canick. They do everything together. <laughs> they dye their hair together. They ride in the car together. I was at the Ladies' Day Clinic this summer, Chris. You were there last year. They are at that to get. They are inseparable. It seems mm-hmm. um, it, it, those the Will and the Mike. It would seem to me are so uh, coordinated that being able to read each other's minds and the communication and the chemistry and all that kind of stuff would be an important thing. 
obviously you've been there. We haven't. Is that a deal or not? I think I think so. I think anytime you have, anytime a team is the closer a team is, the better the chemistry is. The further I think they can go. You know, all all other things being equal, um, I think that carries over to position groups. You know, same thing with the offensive line. The big weirdos usually do everything together, hang out, and they got their own little corner in the locker room that it's just hard to interact with those guys, and you really don't want to, which is kind of how they want it, I think. And I think if you if you build that little that little group in in each position group, and I I think it's a good thing, you know, I it can't be bad that teammates really enjoy being around one another. So it's fun to watch, you know. I I think that there's a lot of character there, and um, yeah, I'm excited to see them play together. There it's is some character on this defense. Yeah, uh, Bowman is a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think that Pearson has a chance to be one of those guys. Obviously, the two linebackers and um, some of the big guys up front, too. By the way, I saw the starting lineup. or They were playing the starting lineup on the big screen before I headed Ooh. over here. And there were a couple of guys that weren't on the top of the depth chart on Tuesday that were on that video. Now, that might not mean anything. Maybe they're subbing guys in and out, and they were just testing the audio. But mm-hmm. it mm. caught my attention. Nice. Hmm. You're not going to tell us who Na- those were. Not going to name names. I'm not. Nice. No, because okay. we're Which not going to start. Be tuned in. We're not going to start any wild rumors. Oh, no, I like that. <laughs> Information is power. I will you don't say give this. That away I'll, I'll say one thing. I was shocked to see uh, Davis Bevel come up at quarterback. I was not expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> that is fantastic. But apparently he's hey. had a good week at practice. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, you have a good week of practice. You never know. Hey, let's get a break, Toby. And uh, when we come back, let's dive into just overall expectations. And I thought, you know, Ted, I think I heard you talking about this the other day. Things you want to see, right? It's Captain Obvious. You want to win the game. You should win the game. You don't want to be in a situation like Michigan State was last night where you look up and it's like, oh, this game is tight. But let's dive into some things we want to see as we're live in the Windy Chevy pregame show. Windy Chevy, where you get the hometown experience. Toby and Teddy are down at Balfour. I'm here at Boyd Street Ventures. The pink T-shirts are on sale here. Come by, check it out on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Hi, welcome back to the Windy Chevy pregame show. We're on Campus Corner. The Windy Chevy crew is here. Uh, WindyChevyPurcell.com. Or you can call them at 405-253-2700. Guys, I'm here at Boyd Street Ventures. Uh, they got free oil changes. If you come by and uh, say, hey, not a bad deal, right, at Windy Chevy in Purcell. Uh, Toby, Ted, here's here's one for you. And, and T. Row, I I want to get your perspective. What are you looking for? Like, what do you need to yeah. see? We expect to win, but like, what's numero okay. uno on your depth chart? So, two things. One, um, you know, dominance by the defense. Uh, they need to. I I would like to see a single digit on the Arkansas side of the scoreboard at the end of the day. Shutout would be great, um, but. They start getting into the 20s or whatever, that would be concerning. I don't think, you know, this quarterback that Arkansas State's going to put out there is about a 45% career passer. Um, He doesn't have much mobility. They've got some weapons at wide receiver, but I think Oklahoma should dominate them. Oklahoma's defense should dominate them. So single digit on the defensive side of the scoreboard. If I had one biggest concern for OU going into this year, it is offensive firepower. 
I believe that they've got guys. I believe they've got options. I really like Andrell Anthony. I like all of those running backs. But you start putting career stats on the board, and Dylan Gabriel's got a bunch, and nobody else has much. And so there's going to have to be some guys this year who have by far the biggest years of their career so far. I certainly think that can happen. Farouk, Anthony, maybe this is the year Anderson or Gibson, uh, Stogner, you know, on and Stoops, obviously, and Freeman. There's options there. And, again, I love all the running backs. But it's unproven, and so that concerns me a little bit. So I want to see explosive offense today, and I want to see some guys start to show that they've got the capability of being Marvin Mims or Eric Gray. Yeah. What about you, Ted? Yeah. Well, I, you know, defensively, I it's kind of interesting. With Arkansas State, you may see a little bit different style when they come out. You know, the totally different style of quarterback from a year ago. they got a bunch of new players. So there's going to be some new stuff. Like, I, I think early on our defense is going to probably be on their heels, maybe the first drive or two. Now, that, I don't expect them to give up, you know, two opening touchdown drives from Arkansas State. But I do think that, you know, they may be on their heels a little bit early and then have to settle in some. And then we're just – the rotation on defensive line should overwhelm them. And, you know, to throw a number up there on the – I'm with you, you know, give up a touchdown maybe, a field goal maybe, maybe two or three field goals and, and keep them out of the end zone. I think all that would be good. But I'm not overly concerned, depending on how those points happen. You know, you get down into the depth chart late in the game, and I, I just don't want to see the big mistake. I, I If we can avoid the big mistake this year, we can play really good defense. The wide-open receiver down the field, the total screw-up in run fits on, you know, quarterback keeper and stuff like that. We saw a lot of explosive plays last year out of out – of, totally avoidable things like i it's cliche and we heard coach venable saying it you know at rudy's we just don't want oklahoma to beat oklahoma and that's really it for me is we beat ourselves a lot last year on both sides of the ball if you can just be clean that propels us into all of a sudden a really good football team so that's really what i'm looking for on both sides of the ball and I agree. It, over the next three, four weeks, we need some stars to emerge yeah. on both sides. Right. And I think that's going to happen. I think Andrew Anthony is a guy to watch for explosive plays through the air. I think, you know, any one of our running backs could become that guy. Uh, but we need someone to kind of to grab a hold of that. And same thing on defense. Who's going to be our best pass rusher? Who's going to be our our you know our best you know quick strike guy whenever we're blitzing? You know whether it's backers or cheetah position or you know whenever whenever we get aggressive defensively, who we, whose number are we going to dial up? I'm you know I'm just I'm I'm excited to see over the next handful of weeks who emerges as like the go-to guys because they're this team really on both sides of the ball. We have a lot of potential. A lot of athleticism. I, on paper, we look really good. 
but you're right. There's there's not a whole lot of career stats for anyone on, really on both sides of the ball, uh, you know, other than a handful of guys. Let's see who emerge as the as the new go to people. Love that. Um, one more thing, and we're already running out of time, boys. It's uh, we're, we're almost out of here. Ted, I've said this a lot, and it just if if you want to tell me I'm stupid, I am more than happy to accept that I'm stupid. But I keep saying aesthetically, he's already it just told looks you your chicken is dead today, so he's <laughs> not going to hold. I back. mean, listen, yeah. I can accept it. I can accept. I'm kind of rooting for them all to disappear, guys. You need any eggs? <laughs> I've got a whole fridge of them right now. Um, I just feel like it looks different, and I don't mean like I don't know what I'm looking at at footwork and things of that nature, but body types. Like you watch Gentry Williams. I'm, we we were watching the secondary guys work with Jay Valai. You look at Gentry Williams go through drills. That looks like that looks like a dude. You know, you watch some of these safeties that are out there. Reggie Pearson looks like a dude. Um, I, I don't know. Am, am I making too much of it to where, hey, it's look good, feel good, play good, right? I'm not necessarily saying that, but just they look, they look the part. They look like, they look like SEC talent to me whenever they're out there. Yeah, I think we are, if you go man for man defensively, I think we are overall probably quite a bit more athletic than we were a year ago um i one of the biggest reasons is the cheetah position right we in i've, I've said it a bunch through the offseason i believe that to be the single largest jump of any single position of any single player from from uh one year to the next and you know our cheetah is now 6'3 220 pounds you know a 4440 guy looks like a, a gazelle running around the field never runs out of energy like that that is a game changer that's totally different whenever you are a quarterback and you walk up to the line of scrimmage and you look out in the slot and you see a tarantula out there now instead <laughs> of a backer right a, a linebacker that really should you know I, I think Deshaun White did a really good job last year considering that he's an inside backer he's always played inside backer and now he's playing more more of a DB than he is linebacker. You know, he was he was just kind of out of position, but we needed that. And now you've got a guy that can cover the entire field all of a sudden. So that's like a, that's a game changer. And you mentioned some of the other spots. Like, wait till you see number thirty four walk out there on the field. Is he not incredible looking? <laughs> PJ, it's crazy. Adi Bawaray. Uh, uh, oh no! Say it again. Is that it? Is that Adi Bawaray? That's what we've oh settled gosh. on. That's not what we've settled on. That's what he. I recorded yeah. it, and he said, uh, this is how you pronounce it. Adipudju Adibawa-Ray. Adibawa-Ray. Oh, my God. It's hard. The wa-Ray is hard at the end, yeah. PJ is who he becomes to me. Ooh. It's well. not the way everybody's been saying it, and he is sensitive to that. He's like, oh, everybody's saying it wrong. Let's get it right. And I said, all right, you say it into my phone, and so. Adibawa-Ray. <laughs> that's hard to get out, man. Adibawa-Ray is hard. Adibawa-Ray. 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 Addie Anyways, Hall of Fame coin toss guy. I mean, just he looks, looks like a beast. <laughs> yes, and when he puts on, we've got a great get off the bus team this year. Yes, we, our defensive line, you know, depending who's out there, but there's some big dudes. Laulu looks like twice the guy he was a year ago. He's six five, six six, three hundred plus pounds. I think he's going to have a great year. Um, our rotation at the interior defensive line is really strong. Do we have any superstars there? We'll see. But 
the floor of that group is much higher than it was a year ago. Now, can anyone replicate what Redmond could do whenever the switch flipped and he went? I don't know right now. But I think we're going to be much more consistent. And, again, the floor uh, is is at a much higher place. So, yeah, I mean, physically, I think we look good. I mean, our two backers, you know, Stutzman is going to be one of your bigger backers in the country mm-hmm. at 6'4", 240 pounds. Um, and Kobe McKenzie should get off the bus pretty early, too. Yeah. <laughs> he he's, he's a scary-looking guy. And he will absolutely – it's like a – It's going to hurt some people. It's like – you. did you guys ever play Tecmo Bowl with like uh, – or was it Super Tecmo Bowl with Christian Okoye, how people yeah. just yeah. bounce off of him? Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. telling you, it, it doesn't even – I like even, that idea. He's not even going hard. Well, he is, but it looks effortless, and guys just like bounce off of him. It's incredible. He's got more so punch cool. – than, than I've seen at a backer in a long, long time. I kind of wish they'd play him at H. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Not a bad Especially, idea like, What about, like, on the goal line, on the goal line package? Lead know, blocker? I, I, he is – he may be one of the hardest hitters I've ever seen. It's incredible. <laughs> in, like, a short box, it looks like he's not even trying. So, yeah. I'm, wow. There's a lot of fun stuff, man. There's a lot of – fun stuff and like i was what i was about to say was canic is you know i think like the, there's like a feeling that he's a smaller guy but he's not he's he's just smaller than danny yeah he's 6'2 230 plus pounds i mean he is mm-hmm. you know whenever you look at the like kind of the range or the spectrum of inside backers he's on the bigger end of it so yeah we we've got really good size it's awesome Let's wrap it up, boys. When we come back, we'll get some final thoughts before Tyler McComas and Steelman take over. Uh, Teddy and Toby over at Balfour. I'm here at Boyd Street Ventures. This is the OU pregame show presented by Wendy Chevy. We're wrapping it up next on The Ref. All right, final segment for us. It's the Ref Army pregame show. We're at Balfour. When it comes to drinking your favorite beverage, Balfour lets you do it in Sooner style. With everything from coffee mugs, travel mugs, tumblers, barware, and koozies. Come on by Balfour here. On campus corner, Steelman is in the wings. He's going to take over here at the top of the hour. Tyler McComas going to step in for Plank over at Boyd Street Ventures. Before we get out of here, Ted, uh, what will be the role for Jackson Arnold today? Mm, good question. I think uh, it's interesting. I think they want to get him, obviously, a lot of seat time this year. But... You don't want to create a situation when you don't need to create a situation. Right? I think that I think he'll he'll be like to take a drive or whatever. I think he'll uh, if everything goes well in the first half. I say the uh, second drive of the second half we'll see him. Um, Not before that. I don't think so, but maybe. It's time for He's the rest really sooner. Oh, oh, hey, hey playing us off i i think that as we get deeper into the season you may see some packages that where he's they bring him in bring his athleticism in um we've seen some of that in the past but i i don't know that you see him very early today i could be totally wrong i have no idea maybe they jog him out there in the first quarter i would be surprised if we don't see him early in in some sort of a situation yeah 
early. And then certainly he'll take over if the game gets put away. But yeah. I think there's either a package or whether it's for a series or whatever the case may be. Because uh, Brent said something about we're not just going to use him in mop-up duty the other day. Now, maybe you're right. Maybe they're not ready for that yet or they don't want to show it yet or whatever. But yeah. I kind of got a feeling we're going to see him when it matters. Maybe we will. Maybe we Although will. if he plays Ooh. great and oh, Dylan – that's throws one saying. incompletion, yeah. it creates a whole. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. I, I don't know that you. I, I want him to be ready just as much as everyone else, but I, where Dylan Gabriel sits with the the fan base, there's a lot of people that are still kind of unsure. Yeah, and they're excited about the five star kid that's at that backup quarterback. We've I, seen that before. Uh, we've seen that before, and. <laughs> I just I don't know that there's a reason necessarily to stir the pot if you don't have to. Yeah. Now, if Dylan goes out and absolutely lights it up the first four or five series of the game, okay, let's go with Jackson Arnold early. But if we're feeling our way around offensively, I I just don't want to I don't want to create the situation where early on you've got maybe you don't want to splinter the team. Yeah. You know? I got and, you. and that's what happens. And the fan base. Yeah. But I don't know. Hey, this is big boy football. You play the best guy. And right. I'm not necessarily sure that, you know, if given that opportunity, he couldn't take it and run with it. I don't even know. He's, he's a really good talent. All right, the three of us and Gabe Iker will be back with the network pregame show starting at 9 a.m. We'll be over at FanFest and uh, got the Sooner Radio call for you all season long. We're going to get out of the way for the pros to take over here at Balfour and at Boyd Street Ventures. Enjoy OU and Arkansas State in the season opener, everybody.